Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by Vivo. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota where the San Francisco 49ers have wrapped up two days of joint practices against the Minnesota Vikings. They will play the Vikings on Saturday night in their second preseason game. So it has definitely been an interesting week. I wrote a story on the joint practices, and you can check that out at FGSN.com. But I wanted to get you a snackable episode to answer questions and kind of tell you guys what's been going on this week. So the joint practices are a great opportunity for both teams to get to practice against someone that's not themselves. And of course, the 49ers had that opportunity last weekend in their preseason win over the Green Bay Packers. But the first team unit really didn't play in that game, save a little bit of time from from Trey Lance, of course. And That's an important one. But generally, the ones not playing that game. So it's a great opportunity for the first team units to go against another first team unit. Now, Kyle Shanahan has said that he gets more out of training camp practices than he gets out of preseason games generally. So this was a week to absolutely look forward to. A fun little storyline before we get into it is Trey Lance was returning home. He is from the area. He went to Marshall Senior High School, which is not terribly far from the Vikings training facility in Egan, Minnesota. And on Thursday, the Marshall Senior High School's current football team, that is a mouthful, but Marshall Senior High School's current football team, including Trey Lance's former high school football coach, came to the joint practices and Trey spent some time with them after practice, taking pictures, signing stuff, talking to the guys. That was a really cool moment. He also had family and friends here. And so that was kind of a nice thing for Trey. He won't play in the game on Saturday night. Kyle Shanahan has already said that with the joint practices happening this week. But those that were there the last couple of days did get to see him in the joint practices. So let's start a little bit with Wednesday and talk some defense. So the 49ers secondary struggled a little bit. There's a no, there are a number of injuries going on. We know Jimmy Ward is out with a hamstring strain. Charvarius Ward is out with a groin strain. And Emmanuel Mosley has been nursing a hamstring injury. He is back, but in individual drills only and not in team drills. So with Charvarius Ward and Mosley not participating in team drills, it was an opportunity for the 49ers young corners to go against the Vikings first team offense. So that's going against Kirk Cousins. It's going against Adam Thielen. That's going against Justin Jefferson. And that is no easy task. And it showed on Wednesday. The the young corners looked a little bit overmatched and they really struggled. But come Thursday, things got a little bit better. Uh, Diamador Lenore, who was going into his second year, had a really nice pass breakup on Justin Jefferson. And that is not an easy thing to do. Sam Womack, the rookie, who is the presumptive starting nickel, which you guys may or may not remember, I've said kind of since the beginning of camp that that was what I thought was going to happen. And I said on Eric Crocker's show, but anyways, enough about me. But Sam Womack did a great job defending a goal line pass. Corey Unlin was very excited about it. So that was great to see. And rookie Quantrez Knight had an interception. It was not of Kirk Cousin. It was on Kellen Mond. But nonetheless, it was an interception that brought some energy to the defense. And defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans said after practice that that is something that Knight does, that he brings some energy to the defense. So it was a better day for the corners on Thursday. 
Nick Bosa had a banner day. And again, you can read even more about this in my story, but he was just doing very Nick Bosa things on Thursday. He had about six sacks. He was effective in the run game. Of course, he was deflecting passes. He was literally everywhere. And I would be really surprised if Nick Bosa does not win defensive player of the year, considering, you know, assuming he stays healthy and all of those things, but really just has looked so incredible thus far in camp and it will be cool to see what he can do going forward. So let's talk a little bit of offense on Thursday. Trey Lance had a, you know, a little bit of an up and down day, a little bit of an up and down couple of days on Thursday. I think he was about 11 of 17 by my count. Couple passes dropped. There were a couple, they went through the hands of Brandon Ayuk. They went through the hands of Debo Samuel. He had rough pass protection and we'll talk about the offensive line in a minute, but you know, it was a little bit up and down, but again, that's pretty much been Trey Lance's training camp. We saw him play well in the preseason game against the Packers number two defense, but he, he's been up and down and it's going to just be like that. And the reality is, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. We won't really know until the season starts. I have high hopes for Trey Lance. I really do think the talent, the physicality, the ability is there and he's going to be what the 49ers want. But Everyone's going to be a little patient because he is still learning. He is essentially a rookie quarterback. But what you see from Trey Lance, and I know I've said it before, and I will continue to say it again, you see poise, you see confidence, you see what Trent Williams said today after practice is a natural born leader. And that stuff will translate into the way he plays. And something that I think has been so interesting that 49ers players have been saying about him is that he's the same guy, if he has a good practice, if he has a bad practice, if he throws a great pass, if he throws an interception, he's the same guy. And that's something that they used to say all the time about Jimmy Garoppolo. So when Trey talks about the things he learned from Jimmy, one has to wonder, at least I do, if that's one of the things he learned. And I think it's really important as a quarterback to have a short memory and to be that same person because things are going to go well and things are going to not go well, but you do have to bounce back and get back out there. And sometimes you throw a pick six and you literally have to be back out on that field one minute later and you can't remember you did that. So I just think that's an interesting thing kind of to keep an eye on. But, you know, the talent is there. The physical ability is there and we will see how it goes in. So I talked a little bit about pass protection on Thursday. He would have been sacked three times if it was an actual game. So that made things difficult. And Trent Williams was talking about Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks. And he was saying the good thing about learning in these kind of situations is you're not really putting your quarterback at risk. The quarterbacks can't be hit during these practices. So it gives these young offensive linemen an opportunity to learn and grow. And so that becomes an important part of these practices as well. So that was just kind of some, those were kind of some interesting observations. I want to talk a little bit about Sam Womack because the 49ers let go of Darquez Denard earlier this week, which is a pretty big endorsement for Womack. And you can see it out there. You can see the talent. You can see he doesn't look lost. He really understands the game and it's been pretty cool to watch. And I'm bringing that up because I also want to talk about, as I said a couple minutes ago, this young offensive line and the interior of the offensive line is something that we have talked about on the show over and over and over again. And probably something we're going to be talking about for a while because 
it looks as if, you know, Aaron, well, we know Aaron Banks will be in there after not playing at all his rookie season, but the 49ers are excited about him. His teammates seem to be excited about him. And Trent Williams has, like I said, spoke about these players and what they've been able to do and, and how they're learning and growing. And then the rookie Spencer Burford, it looks like he is going to win that right guard position. So what does that mean for center? Daniel Brunskill current Prunskill is currently hurt. Will it be Jake Brendel? I mean, we just don't know what will happen at that center position, which is so important to watch considering you have essentially a rookie quarterback. I think it probably will be Jake Brendel. That's my feeling. But as I like to say, you guys, time will tell. So that is that. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Trey Lance and Debo Samuel and that connection. It is definitely definitely heating up in the very beginning when Debo got back to practice. You could see they weren't completely in sync. They just had not had that time together. But the connection between the two of them is absolutely heating up. And despite the pass ricocheting off um, Debo Samuel's hands on Thursday, you can see that these two are way more in sync. And it's just, it's going to be so interesting to see how the 49ers use Debo Samuel. And the reality is you have a different quarterback with a different skill set. And he may not need to be used as frequently in that wide back role as he was at the end of last season and into the playoffs. But what the 49ers have the advantage of is that he can be. And a team has to prepare for that every single week because they always can use him in that type of role. So it's going to be kind of cool and interesting to see how this offense changes. And there's something else I want to talk about with Trey Lance. And I think we've talked a lot about the interior of the offensive line. We've talked a lot about him being essentially a rookie quarterback. Something else that I think bears discussing and maybe reminding everybody of is he's taking over an offense that was largely constructed around Jimmy Garoppolo and his skill set. So a lot of these players were used to Jimmy Garoppolo and the way he throws the ball and the skill set he has and and the plays being designed a certain way. So everyone is going to have to adjust a little bit. But you got to remember that there's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Trent Williams on that line, Mike McGlinchey, who's hurt right now, hopefully will be healthy, you know, and, and have a good season. So just got to remember that there's all these pieces around him. And then, of course, the big piece that we've talked about on this show, but sometimes we forget is of course, Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance has a head coach. Who's probably one of the greatest offensive minds in the league and will know how to construct a game plan and scheme to the way that will make Trey and the team the most successful. There's that incredible defense as we've discussed over and over and over again. So it's going to be interesting. I think the thing with this team too is health. As I mentioned earlier, you already have a Charvarius Ward injured, Jimmy Ward injured, Mike McGlinchey is injured, Daniel Brunskill, Elijah Mitchell right now. There's a lot going on with injuries. Emmanuel Mosley and Eric Armstead, I forgot to mention earlier, Eric Armstead also back and cleared for individual drills, which is a great sign. So, but they already have injuries. It's football. That's going to happen. But health is going to be a big thing for everyone to keep an eye on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. 
Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And when talking about health, I want to bring up Javon Kinlaw, who thus far has stayed very healthy through camp and who thus far looks like the defensive lineman that the 49ers were always hoping he was going to be when they drafted him in 2020. He's obviously struggled with a variety of health issues, but had the knee surgery. They felt like they got everything. And Nick Bosa talked about it on Wednesday and just talked about what a difference maker Javon Kinlaw is and and how incredible he is on that line. He he really does look like the talent they want him to be. So again, sound like a broken record, but talking health. So let's see what happens there with that. And with that, the 49ers have two more preseason games. So they'll play Sunday. I'm sorry, they'll play Saturday night against the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Shanahan has already said, No starters will play in that game as they were a part of the joint practices this week. So it will be all twos and threes. And then when we talk about things to watch in the game, I'm going to go back to what I talked about in the beginning, these young 49ers corners, because we've talked about the depth that San Francisco finally has at the cornerback position, the depth and the talent. But something that's been very clear in these last several weeks, which of our various word out and Emmanuel Mosley out is they do have a fair amount of depth but these guys still have a way to go. So Diamador Lenora was a guy who started the season last year, his rookie year, super hot and really fell off. Ambry Thomas is a guy who started the season not so hot. He was coming off a year. He didn't play in college because of COVID, but not playing well, looking somewhat lost and ended the season so strong, starting with you know, each week it got better and better and better. And then there was the game ceiling interception that sent the 49ers to the playoffs and his play in the playoffs. So he certainly came on at the end of the year. But one of the things D'Amico Ryans has talked about with both of them is consistency and that they need to show that they're consistent and they need to show their teammates they're consistent. They need to show their coaches they're consistent. So I think watching this young secondary on Saturday night is going to be really interesting because it will show just how much depth is there for this 49ers team. It's a lot of guys and in theory, a lot of talent. But when you lose those top two corners, the drop is somewhat significant as of now. So does that change over these next several weeks into the the season? I think the 49ers certainly hope so. You have Emmanuel Mosley going into a contract year. I don't know if the 49ers are maybe hoping that Diamond or Lenore or Ambry Thomas can be the guy to step up. Maybe they don't re-sign mostly. We'll see. But it will just kind of be interesting to watch all of that. So something that I would say is interesting to watch and on Saturday night. And then, of course, football. We're going to get a lot of Nate Sunfeld at quarterback, a lot of Brock Purdy at quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant is going to be very relevant in these preseason games. So we have that to watch. Of course, let's also keep an eye on wide receiver Danny Gray. The rookie had a touchdown In the first preseason game, he and Trey Lance connected for a really nice deep touchdown on in Wednesday's joint practice. So I think Danny Gray continues to be one to watch. Ty Davis Price. There are definitely things to watch even without the starters on Saturday night. So with that, you guys, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week, of course. Enjoy your weekend of preseason football. It's Friday. We would do Cody Corner, but Cody was given a quote-unquote reset this week after striking out 
a lot and swinging it very bad pitches. And the 49ers, I'm not sorry, not the 49ers, the Dodgers lost to the Brewers on Thursday. They split that series. Be quite a story though if the 49ers lost to the Brewers. They split that series. So the Dodgers have a huge lead in the NL West, but I, for one, am just a little bit concerned about pitching going into the playoffs. Walker Bueller having season-ending elbow surgery August 23rd. Craig Kimbrell really struggling in save situations, which is a tough place to struggle when you are the closer. So those are the things I'm concerned about. But as we get closer, we'll be more Dodgers and 49ers. Don't worry, 49ers fans will still have lots of 49ers. With that, we are brought to you by FIBO. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network, and I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.